Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The celebrations associated with Pride Month are as diverse as the residents themselves. On today's show, the focus turns to two areas that may not be as high profile as others when it comes to pride, but equally significant. The first interview is with two representatives from Northumberland Hills Hospital. It is flying a pride flag, and it has also created a rainbow crosswalk at its main entrance. You will find out the significance of those two initiatives, but what you will also learn is how the hospital is working to improve its relationship with the LGBTQ2 community. Many studies show health care providers don't always measure up when it comes to caring for these people. That is not just patients, but also staff. You will hear about the hospital's ongoing efforts to improve those connections. I'm so pleased to have with me today two guests from Northumberland Hills Hospital, Lola Obomagay, the Vice President of People, Culture, and Organizational Effectiveness, and the President and CEO, Susan Walsh. Welcome to both of you to consider this Northumberland. Thank you. Thank you. Lola, I'd like to start with you. As many people know, it is Pride Month, and the hospital is doing two new things. Well, sort of new things. The first one is you're flying the Pride flag, and that's not exactly new, but the flag you are flying is new. Lola, can you tell us about this new progressive Pride flag? That's a great question, Mr. Washburn. Thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask Susan to also chip in as well. So you are correct that the two somewhat things not new things that we're doing the first is the flag we've flown the flag before this is the third year of flying the flag and the other net new thing on the external facing side is the painting of our crosswalk the rainbow colors and then we'll also i'm sure have the opportunity to talk about the things we're doing internally but the progressive flag is the inclusion of the other colors the black, the yellow, the white, to signify people of color and also trans inclusion as well. And the circle brings together the intersectionality of all those points. So we've got the what I will call traditional colors of the rainbow that we had before, but is also now including the white, the black, the circle, and the pink as well. Just coming back to you, the, the second item you mentioned was the rainbow crosswalk. Can you tell us about this and how that decision came about? So, and um, the decision, as you know, Mr. Washburn, we've got um, an equity, diversity, inclusion advisory committee. And so we'll, we have our conversations and then I'll turn it over to Susan to tell you what happens after that. And then I'll round off with how that decision came full circle. 
So every every um, year, the Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Committee identify key priorities for NHH, and this is the journey that we've been on for some years now in terms of creating an environment that is welcoming for all. And so the, the committee will make recommendations, and then those committee recommendations come to senior team, and then we have conversations about them, and then we move forward with the decision of any investment that we need to do. And again, this really is, is grounded in... Um, continuing to be to honor our, our shared purpose, which is people first. We're in the healing profession. We are people oriented and we want to make sure that NHH continues to be an organization that is welcoming to all. Does this go to the board or is it a senior management decision? So our board um, is aware of all of the activities that we're doing. So we do have conversations with our board. However, um, the Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Committee is a staff-led committee, and we take recommendations very seriously from that committee, because otherwise it would be um, it would be inauthentic to have recommendations come and that we don't support. So um, the board is always aware of what we're doing. We include that in all of our publications and communications. What was the board's reaction when this uh, idea, these changes came about? Our board has been very supportive of all the activities that we've been doing as an organization. And they are also doing a lot of activities. I think you've had the opportunity before to hear from our previous board chair, Pam Went, And she talked about the fact that we're really trying hard to recruit new members to the board that not only have lived experience, but do reflect many different populations that we're trying to attract. So that even at the board level, we're reflecting diversity um, at, at, the, at the governance level. How much did these projects cost then? The amount, when you look at the overall budget of, of NHH, which is almost close to $100 million now, these projects are small investments, but important investments that we make. And we don't, um, you know, we, we look at them all individually in terms of what the cost is, but the benefits that are derived from the work that we do is always part of that conversation as well, Rob. You didn't give me an amount. Can you tell me how much? Yeah, I, I don't I don't actually know. I personally don't know the specific amount. The team does that, but I know that it's a nominal cost. Lola, coming back to you, uh, let's talk some more about the crosswalk. Now, mm -hmm. what is the significance of having a crosswalk? Why that not something else? So it, the significance of that, Mr. Washburn, is it's the visual. It's, it's the very bold statement that as you walk into our hospital, you're walking on a symbol that signifies inclusion, that signifies the recognition of diversity, that signifies the struggles that members of that community have faced over time, as you well would be aware of from the Stonewall uprising, to the don't ask, don't tell, to when it came out of the American Psychiatrist, journal on a, about homosexuality being a mental health and all the, the the research that you're aware of already it's a very bold and visual statement that you're welcome here you can be who you want to be you can be who you choose to be and in providing care for you we will have that top of mind as well so very powerful and bold visual in the press release, Lola, it says that members of the NHH team look forward to participating in activities across the county. Could you be a bit more specific? What events and what things are you participating in? 
So we're participating in a few. Um, what we are doing as well is we partnered with uh, the town of Coburg as we usually do and our other allies to say, what have you got going on and how can we be part of that as well? So there are a number of parades and I know over the weekend, a couple of colleagues showed me photos of them at different parades. Um, some some wanna go as far as Toronto to participate in the parade. So whatever people feel comfortable with, those are just a couple of examples and Susan might be able to speak to more as well. Well, I actually don't have anything to add on yeah. that, Lolo. I think you've covered that one off quite well. Yeah. So why why is it important then that the, we see people from NHH out at these events and representing the hospital or maybe just participating, but people know that, oh, yeah, they work at the hospital? Why is that important then? I would say it's really about putting, you know, really putting the putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, if we talk about these events, we, we support them. We want to be part of them. It's similar to what we did during um, in September. You know, many of us participated in the walk for, in Alderville. And so we try very hard to be visual, uh, vis visible in the work that we do because it really then says there is a commitment from the organization. They're not just putting words on a piece of paper. They're not just flying the flag. And we also know it's a journey. We know that we are not there yet. We know as an organization, our commitment is to be progressively better each year in our strive towards making NHH a place that is really about humanity. And if I can add to that, Mr. Washburn, I'd say, you know, when you come into the hospital, you're coming at a very vulnerable state, probably the most vulnerable. And knowing that the people who you trust with your care at your moment of vulnerability also see who you are and participate and stand as an ally with you in who you are in your day to day when you might not be feeling that much vulnerability is a really strong message. I'd like to follow up on that because there's been a number of studies done in the past few years that say that the healthcare system marginalizes the LGBTQ2 plus community. There are fears of victimization, stigmatization of people. How does the hospital make this community feel when they come in and, and how do they treat them so that they are not being negatively judged? I think one of the one of the areas, I mean, first of all, I agree with you, this has been a long standing issue. And just in a previous life that I had, we I worked with a home care agency that was the first agency to provide home care to individuals who were living with AIDS in their home. And so the stigma has been around for a long time. We know that, you know, when someone comes into the hospital, we're not always aware that um, unless they choose to share with us what their status is, who they are and what they're. So from a privacy perspective, we don't pointedly always know the information. And so, again, through the work that we do around um, our patient experience and through the communication through equity, diversity, we're setting the we're putting the gauntlet down to say this is an organization that is striving to do better. And so we want to educate people and the pathway to acceptance and inclusion is through education. So each year, we, as I said earlier, we push the envelope in terms of what we do. And we will continue to do that through education, through information and sharing. What about staff training? Do you offer any specific staff training in this area? And, and could you describe it, please? 
Mm-hmm. So part of the recommendations from the Equity, Diversity, Inclusion Advisory Committee are both external and internal. Um, but what you see on the outside usually is like the tip of the iceberg of what's going on on the inside. And on the inside, specifically relating to Pride Month, there are write-ups promoting awareness. We find that that's the easiest thing. Short, snappy points where people can look at and people can grow their knowledge. We're also partnering with another um, Rainbow Health Ontario who provide a lot of information about this community and providing health. So we share that as well. That is more pertinent to our healthcare providers and they can identify with it from a healthcare providing lens. And then there's the fun stuff. People always learn through the fun stuff, be it a cupcake with rainbow sprinkles or somebody wearing a rainbow colored socks. It just promotes that conversation and it keeps it going. So it's a very multi-pronged approach. And to Susan's point earlier, all of this is anchored on our people first shared purpose. That's what we're about. And so it's staged and it's recognizing the people learn in different ways. So to answer that question in one line, yes, there is a lot of information internally as well. What about mental health services? Are there any direct supports for this community uh, through your mental health arm? I, I, um, the answer to that is yes. Again, I look, I would look at, we don't necessarily, I'm not aware of a specific program that is geared towards individuals specifically from the, from the community. However, anyone who um, is in the world of mental health, they are in fact um, probably aware of through the conversations with the individuals, um, what supports are required and we would always connect them through that. Are there any partnerships uh, that that you have either through the hospital, through mental health services with other organizations within uh, Northumberland that specifically create spaces for people that they can be referred to that you're involved with? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, um, Rob. That's a really good question specifically. Um, so I don't know, Lola, whether you have mm. any um, other than Rainbow Health. Other than the Rainbow Health and the work that our mental health teams are doing, I don't know if there's any specific more formal partnership, not to say that that support isn't being provided and also recognizing that, you know, when we talk about the circle on the flag and those points of intersection, sometimes it comes at us in a different way, but people being aware of the information and having it to hand, we find is the most empowering way as that first point of contact. I know if we were talking to our mental health team specifically, they would probably have some really good examples. I think too the other the other part of this is that in the in the process of trying to destigmify to to destig to destigmatize sorry, I'm having difficulty with my words, to take away the stigma associated with being associated with a with a a community is also around, you know, having that ability to be able to provide. Uh, universal services. So I, I, I'll take that as a follow-up question, Rob, in terms of other specific organizations. There may be, it just may be um, something that I'm not aware of. Uh, you know, I begin to wonder how comfortable do you think people are disclosing gender identity to hospital staff? I mean, if a young person came to the hospital for some reason and expressed an interest in transitioning, is is there a hospital policy or what does the hospital do in situations like that? Do you, do you actually provide guidelines or how is that handled? Because we're we 
So first of all, the, the, the answer to the question is, is that we will always support anybody where they are in what they do. However, as a medium-sized hospital, there are, there are limitations in, to, in terms of the services that we do offer. So we would absolutely refer individuals to the right um, support if they were having, if they wanted to have conversations. And I can guarantee you these conversations, I'm sure are taking place every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it just would be at, not at the level that I would be aware of, nor Lola. Um, everyone knows the hospital administration cannot ask staff about their gender identity, but are you aware of any people on staff who are openly gay, trans, or uh, other uh, gender identity, and how supportive are you of that? Can you give some examples? Um, So I can definitely speak to that. I think one of the many things that NHH does well, in addition to everything else, is the safety within our walls. And whilst you're absolutely right, Mr. Washburn, we cannot ask people those questions. There are people who feel safe enough to share and say, this is who I am and this is how I'm presenting. And they're confident and their abilities to do that. And we've supported in so many ways. So a couple of examples, um, trying to keep it very generic, are the use of pronouns in our signature lines, which we do internally on a voluntary basis. That is a good way that some people feel that they can use to share their identities or how they present or how they identify We've also had people who have made decisions being members of our staff and we've supported them by way of, you know, even what seems little like how your name shows up on your email address and making sure that it's corrected to reflect who this person is. And so those steps vary from the what might seem little to the big changes around photo changes on ID badges. So there's a whole spectrum. But all that to say, for those who have said and openly and have asked for support, NHH remains an organization that is very, very people first, top of mind, and provide that support internally. You feel, though, that people are comfortable being able to do this. Uh, you know, I know it's a great deal to to come out and to uh, sort of make this public. Um, can you give us anything uh, where uh, or how you're supportive so that there's an environment that people do feel like they can do this. I mean, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to 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 actually so people feel they can communicate this and and to be who they are. You know, I, 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 it's a really interesting question that you ask. And I think that although, you know, when you, when you look at the, the, the rainbow that we've painted, the flag that's outside, the flying of the flag, those are also symbols to our staff, too, about who we want to be. So everything that we've done over the last few years to even have a, an equity, diversity, inclusion committee, the conversations that we have, whether we're talking about, you know, Indigenous, whether we're talking about um any other community, those are the things that tell staff that this organization is thinking about things in a way that is supportive. So it, it is a journey. I, I really do think it's a journey. And I, I personally am very proud of the journey that we've been on over the last few years under the leadership of many. And I also think that, you know, from my perspective where I sit, it's leadership at the top that really um sets the tone. And so the supports that we provide to the committee, to the resources that we have, that is telling a story to our staff that you are welcome here and we support you. And I personally stand behind that 100%. Has there ever been any pushback, anyone, any backlash uh, against any of these initiatives, people articulating maybe different views? I think there's always feedback. 
So I will rephrase that not as pushback, but as feedback. There is always feedback, Mr. Washburn, and the feedback creates that avenue for a conversation. And the feedback allows people to share alternative views, differences of opinion, um, different perspectives. But I think, and we all agree, that that lends itself to the bigger conversation around awareness. I think if there was no feedback, then I would humbly suggest that's a bigger issue than if there was the feedback. So we receive all feedback gratefully. We invite it as an opportunity for dialogue, be it internal. Sometimes they're questions, sometimes they're lines of inquiry. Sometimes it's a demonstration of people's understanding and maturity levels in the thought process. But I think having this conversation with you with my president and CEO right beside me is, is the strongest indication of how much support we have. And Susan is also reflective of the board as well. So that we're grateful for ultimately. We have seen a lot of backlash, though, against Pride Month across Ontario this year. What message does the healthcare sector need to deliver that is different from other groups or organizations? So I will tackle that by saying I watched a movie called Free Health. In it's a movie, 2007 movie by Julianne Moore and Elliot Page. And if anyone is interested, it's very eye-opening. This New Jersey lieutenant had terminal cancer in the movie and wanted her same-sex partner to have her pension benefits. And it became a national incident because people said no, people said why. I'm putting at it from the lens of these are people. This could be my mom, my dad, a family member, my boss, Susan, my colleagues. It could be anyone. And I think bringing that human lens to it is the strongest message that I think healthcare could have in addressing any of these conversations or the disagreements or differences of opinion is this is a human. This is someone who's important to someone else. So in a roundabout way, I found that movie way back when very, very enlightening and eye-opening to the humanity that sits behind this. And I think that's all that this is about at the end of the day. I was thinking about this too yesterday around, you know, when 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 we're in we're in the business of healthcare, which is about healing and getting people to a different place, or hopefully a, a more positive place. How could we do that if we weren't looking at ways to increase acceptance? Because you can't heal if you don't. You may have, you know, you may have a surgery that takes your appendix out and you're healed, but if the environment that you were in um, was not conducive to you feeling that you were treated like a human being, let's say that you had outwardly expressed what your orientation was, we would have failed in doing that. We really do need to be making an environment that is, you know, the right environment for people to truly heal. I feel I feel really strongly about that. And now you've gotten us really passionate, Mr. Washburn, because to Susan's point around healing, the orange in the rainbow flag signifies healing. That's what the meaning behind that orange stripe is. And that's the business that we're in. So every way you look at it, it ties back to this privileged position we are to deliver care, provide healing, but tie it into the whole being as well. What work do you feel is the next step for your committee and the hospital when it comes to issues around gender identity? So um, uh, that's a great question. Um, there is the awareness 
foundational stuff. There is the symbols of, of, of safe, safety and safe spaces. But I think um, getting to the meat and bones of it is the tackling the barriers in place, tackling the issues that would impede progress, the things that cause regression, systemic issues, health equity issues. That is the next step in our minds around taking it up um, a notch and progressing on the good work we've all started to do, but having those more difficult conversations around what systems do we have in place? What processes do we have in place? What policies, what practices do we have in place that are contrary to the direction we're going and how do we begin to make those changes and solidify those changes? And then that's where change management comes in and those more difficult, um, interestingly challenging discussions. Lolo Obamagay, Susan Walsh, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thank Ms. you Walsh. very much for the opportunity. Thank you. That was Lola Obamagay, the Vice President of People, Culture, and Organizational Effectiveness at Northumberland Hills Hospital, and President and CEO Susan Walsh. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.